Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Am I Embarrassing You podcast. I'm your host, Zoe Wexler, here with my mom, Dr. Amy, and today we are joined by a two-time winner and pro of Dancing with the Stars, an actress, businesswoman, and most importantly, mom, Peter Murgatroyd. Hi. Oh, thank you, guys. That's a really nice intro. Thank you. Hi. 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 Thanks for joining us. <laughs> thank you for having me. This is so nice, and it's it's nice to converse and talk about everything that's going on right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so you're here right after the release of your latest Peter Jane Beauty collection, the self-tanning mousse and the bronzing mitt. So can you tell us a little bit about that and like the journey of Peter Jane Beauty? Um, so about six years ago now, um, I was on Dancing with the Stars and um, we have several people come in and start tanning us for the show. Um, spray tanning is a big, big thing with Dancing with the Stars. We like to look as dark as we possibly can when we go out there and I got really friendly with the lady uh Julie Nostrand um and she had a company called South Seas which came to town all of us and I was just so enamored with her product of how it dries so quick and how it doesn't turn out orange and um all of the things that you don't like about a spray tan and um I we quickly became friends and she offered for me to become a part of her company and do my own offset offshoot line called uh, Peter Jane. And that's kind of really how it started. And um, since, since then we came out with products and um, we have recently just revamped um, our brand and uh, relaunched it with um, a tanning mousse and a mitt, a tanning mitt. It was meant to be out actually, a, a year ago oh my but because of the pandemic and everything it um has just pushed everything back and it was quite disheartening because you know you put a lot of effort into product to product and like going to the lab and making sure everything is great and packaging and stuff like that and our packaging was delayed for months and months and months from China and you know rightly so there's a lot going on in the world um <laughs> to worry about packaging but um <laughs> Finally, it's out and I'm just so happy and um, thankful for how it turned out. I'm just so grateful. It's amazing and it's going really well. And um, the mousse is is new for us. I hadn't put out a mousse before. I had put out a spray can um, and a bronzing oil, but we are redoing everything. And so the tanning mousse is the newest thing out. Kind of just wanted to make it for the everyday woman because Spray tanning in general has a connotation of looking like an oompa loompa and, you know, you can't go outside with it. It's only for stage and, you know, you smell bad and it takes an hours to dry and all this stuff. So I really wanted to make it easy, effective, especially for, you know, working mums and stuff like that who really don't have that much time to do self-care in the morning and stuff like that. And this dries pretty much instantly within minutes and you can walk out the door, put your clothes on doesn't have that awful um tanning smell about it and um the mitt is just like the perfect accessory to spread it on beautifully with no streaks so I feel like we've done really really well with this because um everything has been I haven't seen one or heard one negative comment yet so I'm I'm really proud of what we've done how does it work how fast does it work all that um, it works immediately. It goes on as a brown color. It comes out as a brown mousse, just like a hair mousse or anything right. else. You would sort of shake up and spray it onto something. Um, you spray it onto the mitt or onto your body and you just spread it all around with this mitt. And the mitt is really soft and velvety. Um, 
and it kind of is a game changer. Like I never thought mitts were great in the past, but now since creating my own mitt and seeing how the product spreads more evenly and you get no streaks, um, you know, obviously you have to sort of look at what you're doing, you know, where you're putting it and stuff like that um, and just be kind of sensible with it. But um, yeah, it's, it's so easy to use. And a mitt sounds great because then there's no tan on your palms, which, which often can look weird. Yeah. Right. And that was one of my things. So I have in the past used plastic gloves Mm. and, you know, in the past I've, I haven't noticed there's been a little rip in the finger or like it's split down the middle and I've still kept going. I haven't felt the split happen. And, you know, my whole hand is tan and that is something that we didn't want to happen. So we've lined it with like a plastic coating. So there's no way that the tan can get into your skin. So it's very safe. Is it one of those things where the more you use it, the darker the tan becomes? Like, can you titrate how dark it is? Yes, absolutely. So you can do one coat. You know, what I like to say is do a coat, go about your day. And then, you know, you can wash it off before you go to bed or you can do, um, vice versa you can tan at I don't know 6 p.m and then go to bed at 10 p.m wake up and wash it off in the morning and you'll see the the excess bronzer come off you Mm -hmm. and that's just the top layer of bronzer and underneath that your skin is actually stained like a beautiful brown color amazing so you had mentioned everyone on Dancing with the Stars loves to be really tan can you talk about why so It starts from our competitive backgrounds. Um, Most of us come from like competitive ballroom dancing. So we've been around the world on the world circuits and competing at the world championships and national championships and stuff like that. And, you know, for me, it was very weird. Um, I came into ballroom dancing when I was 17. Um, I had come from ballet and you absolutely don't tan your body in classical (laughs) ballet at all. Zoe's Um, a dancer. Zoe comes from ballet, jazz and tap Oh, that's awesome. Mom's me up over here. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that. Go mom. Um, and so coming into this, I, I kind of didn't understand it either. I was like, why do you have to be so dark? I mean, you look kind of ridiculous. But then when you get onto stage and you see all the lights and they hit you and you have these beautifully sparkled dresses with all these different colors on, it actually makes sense because your dress stands out more. Mm-hmm. Your body looks more toned. Everyone knows that if you have like a great tan on your, your muscles look more defined. Um, I feel like it covers blemishes. It covers a little bit of cellulite, you know, those types of things. Um, but in general, it's, it's just for the aesthetic aesthetic. It just, it makes everything look better underneath the lights that are hitting you. Do the men also tan? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. They might not want to admit it or like say it out loud, but there's a line of men outside the doors and they are, they are so willing to be tanned. It's they usually just do the chest up because mm-hmm. they're always in pants, but um, yeah, they don't miss a tanning session. <laughs> <laughs> That's surprising. That's funny. Did, yeah. you, did you spend your whole childhood in Australia? You- I did. Yes. Until I was 17. And that's when I um, decided to pack my bags and go on my journey of uh, burn the floor, which is a touring dance show. We went all around the world with that. Um, yeah, till 17, I grew up in Australia. Which part? Perth, Western Australia. Got it. But that's the second most remote city in the world, Perth. How do you know that? (laughs) (laughs) It sounds so crazy to me because 
I, I get it, but it's, it really is still like a happening live city. Like it's not like New York or anything, but it's. So it's supposed to be a great city. It's just, there's no other city close to it, which is wild. Yes. Yes. Major city. Yes. You have to be on like a three, three hour flight. Right. Yeah. Three, four hour flight. <laughs> cool. Um, when you were growing up in Australia, was there such a great like public health push as there is today about sun protection and sunscreen? Like, I don't know when slip slop slap started in Australia, but Australia has the highest incidence of skin cancer. Mm -hmm. And so I yes. know that Australians typically care about this stuff. Yeah, they absolutely do. I, I mean, from what I can remember with the early stages of my childhood was yes, my mom was slapping it all over me. We would have to wear zinc all across our noses. And at that stage, they were those, those thick zinc sticks that my mom would get and she would just wipe it over my nose and make sure that everything was covered. Or we'd wear those rash shirts. Yes. The rashies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it would cover all our bodies. And because growing up in Australia, you know, I was at the beach all the time and I was doing surf life-saving on Sundays, you know, being on a surfboard on Saturdays, you know, it was a very beach, beach lifestyle. And, um, but as, as I got older, you know, that was when it kind of kicked in more with the, you know, the skin cancer um, and they were making higher SPF sunscreens and stuff like that. And the word was spreading out, but, you know, when I was really, really young, no, I don't think it was that apparent, but when I was 15, 16, yeah, it was getting spoken about more. Right. And, but the sun in Australia is so harsh. It's it really is. Harsh. It's it's very dry, very harsh, and yeah, we would have the highest skin cancer rate probably. I know, and there's I think a hole in the ozone layer over Australia, unfortunately. So that makes it worse. I know. Zoe and I have been, our best friends live in Sydney. Oh, okay. So, so we've Beautiful. been a bunch of times. So yeah, we, we've lucky to have been there a couple of times now. The sun, the difference in the sun is really noticeable. And we've picked we pick up sunscreen when we're there. We pick up rashes, although I can't get Zoe to wear them or her friends were there. <laughs> nope. All their little. <laughs> bikinis yeah yes exactly lots yeah. of sunscreen no to the rash guards <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's also good to hear that there's spray tanning going on on set it's not tanning beds right yes so I actually in Australia when I was probably 16 17 I was going to some beds occasionally and my mom had a huge fit about it she was very very angry with me, very upset that I would even, I would buy packages of 20, you know, and just fry myself in there and put those accelerating creams on, which oh, are, yeah. I cannot believe that I did that to myself. And I mean, at that stage, that was the only way to get like a really nice tan though. I mean, the, the fake tans out there back then were not great. They were bad. They, they were, were orange. Yeah. Yeah. They were orange. So that was kind of the only way, but um, I guess they're banned there now. I know. I, it's amazing. I wish we could. There was one young woman died of melanoma and that's all it took for Australia to ban tanning beds. Yet here we still have them, unfortunately. Wow. Yeah. I definitely think they should get their act together here because they, they cause cancer. Also, it's so much yeah. easier to self tan because you don't have right. to buy in this thing. You do it yourself. I mean, there's the benefits are astronomical, but it's clearly we have not followed in Australia's lead. Right. Exactly. Should. So have you noticed the shift in Hollywood, like away from tanning beds? Yes, absolutely. I've seen a lot of tanning beds actually in West Hollywood um, are out of business. They're not there. 
anymore. <laughs> and that kind of makes me happy. There was one that I used to go to here very, very rarely um, on the corner of, it was like Fairfax and Santa Monica in the heart of West Hollywood. And it's gone now, completely gone. So I think people are getting uh, uh, slowly coming around to the fact that, you know, you really got to take care of your skin. I think it's awesome that you're doing this because people look up to you, they trust you, they want to emulate you and here you are creating a product that's so healthy. Thank you. Thank you. It's even safe during pregnancy self-tanner. So if my patients want to be tan, I tell them, please self-tan. It's made from a sugar molecule. Um, And now I'm going to have to try some of yours and get it for my patients. Yes, you have to. I would love to hear what you think, especially you being a doctor yourself. I would love to hear. You got it. Yeah, we should try it. That'd be fun. Definitely going to. We're, we're, the, we're this color year round. So yeah, like, we're, we're pretty pale. Oh, would be nice. <laughs> Although I try not, I, I usually don't use self-tanner because I don't want to send a message to my patients that it's better to be tan. Although I agree with you, cellulite looks right. better, you know, muscles look more toned, things look more even for sure with the, <laughs> with the self-tanner. Um, we can yeah. put it on me. We can put it on me. Oh, try it on my legs <laughs> and my arms. Yeah, no, I can't wait. I, I think it'll be great. I think that I didn't sorry i think that i didn't even answer your previous question about the grading of color yes tell, um, yes. tell us but but yes you can put one coat on or you could put three coats on sometimes i do a lot um like every day if i want to be dark i'll do a, a coat of tan for three days straight no. and um it will be dark enough believe me it's really really good but in the future yes i really hope to come out with a couple more shades for the really, really light-skinned people that just want like a hint yeah. of tan, that would be really helpful, yeah. And you put it on your face, no problem. You can, yes. I would just say very sparingly um, because I feel like the skin on your face is a little different to your body and you def- when, you, when you tan and when you have makeup on and stuff like that, your face is always meant to be a little bit lighter than your body, just, just a little bit, so... For sure. So I kind of want to shift it. I have to, I want to ask you something about Dancing with the Stars, just like as a fan yeah. of, of the show. Um, so in 2016, you won with Niall, who yes. listeners don't know, he, it was Peter's Dancing with the Stars partner. He got his start on America's Next Top Model um, as a, one of the first deaf contestants. And he's a deaf actor and advocate and just an amazing guy. And I've actually been learning American Sign Language for the past two years. And Niall oh, wow. came to my classes last year. So when I we found out we were having you on the podcast, I was like, I have to ask her about Niall. So did you pick up any signs from working with him? Like, how was that? Was that like? Yes, I did. Yeah, it was an incredible experience. I, I look back at it now and it was one of the best times of my life. Um, yeah, I did. I learned very, very basic stuff that we kind of needed every day and in every rehearsal, like, hey, water drink or water break. I need to go get something to eat. You know, I got to go to the restroom, um, run it again, you know, go faster, go slower, those types of things that I picked up. I don't remember them now, mind you. <laughs> um, terrible memory. Um, but like any language you have to, you know, use it or lose it, (laughs) right. Use it or lose it. Yeah. Um, but he's such an incredible guy. Oh my gosh. He taught me so much. Um, he was the first contestant ever on the show that was a hundred percent deaf. Um, and I had to really change my dancing teaching technique. I couldn't use what I had used on my previous partners with him because that didn't work. So, um, it really taught me a lot. It made me a better teacher and, we kind of had the ultimate ending of winning. So it was kind of cool. That's awesome. 
I've also heard that he's incredibly good looking. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Yes, he is. <laughs> when he came to our class, he was friends with my ASL teacher that semester. And so he came into our class and everyone was like, wow. Oh, <laughs> we yeah. Very lucky. Oh, yeah. He's a stud for sure. When I first saw him, it was funny. When I first met him, we have these first meets, you know, type of thing on camera. And they told me he's very good looking. They, they, they don't really tell you anything, but they might throw you one clue. Okay. He's very good looking, but he's different. And I'm like, oh, geez, what does that mean? You know, <laughs> and I'm walking down these stairs and, and they really, they got me because I had no idea he was deaf. And I did my whole introduction speech as the professional dancer. You know, I came in with, hey, I'm Peter Murgatroyd. You know, why do you want to do the show? And it was just crickets you know, absolute crickets. And I was just standing there so nervous and just embarrassed. And I didn't even, I, I didn't realize he was deaf until like five seconds in, but like five seconds in is like a really long time to wait. (laughs) But they got me really good. They, they did that on purpose. So did they have an interpreter? Yes. Um, when they could see that I was kind of struggling, I like my eyes were wide open and I was like, oh my gosh, what, what am I going to say next? They brought him in and he was on standby. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's a good prank. Huh? That's a funny prank. Yeah. Obviously yeah. It going to go on like that, but a little, a little cruel maybe. <laughs> a little. Peter, last time I saw you, you were pregnant. I know, I know. That's so crazy and wild to think that. I remember I, I literally looked you up. I Googled like the best dermatologist in, best doctor uh, in, you know, New York City. Oh, and, yeah. And, and you came up and I was like, bam, I'm going to see her. <laughs> Google? Aww. Yeah. It was so nice. It was so nice. And I, I, I absolutely loved your, your practice. It was beautiful. And I walked in there and it felt really good. And I, I came to see you straight after and what, you know, I didn't notice any stretch marks really when I was pregnant. It, it kind of all came out when my stomach was shrinking. I, I then saw, it was probably like five or six big sort of reddish purpley ones or whatever you call them you have the technical term, but, um, yeah. And, and I remember going in there. That's okay. huh? They're called striae, but they can be purple or red. Yeah. So, and I remember just looking at them and I wasn't too upset, but I was just like, I just don't know what to do or how to fix it or how to get rid of them. You know, I definitely would love to make them less showing on my body. So came into you. And then I remember you just kind of zapped them <laughs> <laughs> and they were they were gone the next day. It was amazing. Oh, I'm so glad. Nice. So, yeah. how was your son? How's sh- and how's quarantine been with him? Yes. Um, amazing. It, it has been really good. You know, the first when we got locked down in um, March, it was kind of trial and error. We didn't really know what we were doing. We hadn't homeschooled before. We yeah. had we just didn't really know. So it was kind of daunting at the beginning, but then we, you know, I said, right, sitting down, we're making a plan for the next few months and we're going to stick to it. And this is, you know, I made a very rigid schedule for him. He's up, he's having breakfast, then he's in his playroom and we set up like a desk area for him. And, you know, at that stage he was three. So, 
you know, it's it's not like, yeah, school, but funnily enough, he ended up learning so much. And right now he's quite ahead of what he should really be at that age because, you know, he can do simple math now at four, you know, he can Ah. spell things, you know, I'm getting him to read and to sound out letters. And I feel like if we hadn't had the pandemic or lockdown, he, we wouldn't be doing that with him. You know, we would kind of just let him go to school and see what they do with him. And, you know, they definitely don't push them that much at school. So it kind of was a blessing in disguise, really. (laughs) Is he back in person in school? He is. Yeah. He went back in um, October last year. Mm -hmm. They opened in August last year, but because I was on Dancing with the Stars and I was being tested every single day for three months if we got COVID for some reason then it was contract ripped up weren't getting paid you know there was a lot riding on that season you know everybody needs to get paid everyone needs to make money and you know have some sort of income coming into their household so there was a lot riding on me doing the show and I couldn't really risk it having him go back to school in August so when he went back in October and he's been there ever since and loves it (laughs) That's great. That's so sweet. How, how are things in LA? In, in New York, we, we, you know, we just got indoor dining back, though we haven't been, oh. like, like a couple oh. weeks ago. And we yesterday got notified that movie theaters can open at 25% capacity in March. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I'm so happy for you guys. Um, yeah, we don't have that over here yet. We, uh, we went back to lockdown and they shut off outdoor dining. And then just recently, maybe two and a half weeks ago or something they reopened outdoor dining so that's, that's as far as we've gotten so far <laughs> i know yeah. it's so bad and mom was lucky to get the vaccine obviously as a physician um, uh, i'm just i signed up for this thing called dr b i saw it on instagram where you can put your name and zip code and they let you know if there's an extra vaccine that's going to be thrown out that you could get instead of it going in the trash so i signed up oh for that's that. great um dr b if anyone listening wants to but there's like a hundred thousand people on the wait list i'm just hopeful Ah. (laughs) the whole country Mm -hmm. i'm just right that's but you don't even get it being in the same household as your mom no isn't that funny like no Hmm. i know that yeah this whole vaccine thing is weird but australia just got their first dose yesterday yes we were reading about it did you see that i mean yeah i saw that um i'm happy for them because yeah but they're they did it right you know they locked down same with new zealand like they weren't allowed out of their houses um so they really kind of nipped it in the bud in the beginning and you know even i was speaking with an uh a friend the other day on instagram and he said i'm stuck in queensland and i said what do you mean and he's like they've closed the borders again because there's five cases they oh my closed god the, they closed the state borders and he couldn't get back to perth for like three weeks or something oh my god over five cases. Can you imagine if America did that? No, I mean, no. so that's why they're kind of COVID free right now. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. They're COVID free, but they're also kind of not stranded there, but isolated yeah. from the rest of the world. There's no yeah. travel. Right. Yeah. Into they, they can't get out. My parents can't come to see me, um, which is devastating because, you know, I see them at least twice, three times a year. They, they come to me, I go to them and it's been really, really hard for my family. Um, my dad, yeah, my, my dad was in hospital twice. So I had to get on the phone with my, not with COVID, just with 
old age, I guess. Oh. And, um, you know, I had to get on the phone to my brother and say, listen, like, if this is going down, if this is going downhill really quickly, you need to keep me informed up until the minute. Because right now, if you, we can fly to Australia, but there's a two week quarantine in, in one hotel room, you're not allowed out of the hotel room. I, know, they lock, I think they locked the door. Yeah. 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 So I said, you know, you have to at least give me two weeks, you know, cause I have to be there and then I can see bad. So yeah, it was kind of touch and go for a second, but he's fine now. Okay. Yeah. I hear Shai. He's so cute. He's actually <laughs> downstairs and he's very loud. He's a loud boy. <laughs> well, he's happy. So this is a, you, you know, our podcast is, am I embarrassing you? And we are mother daughter mm-hmm. podcast. So we have to ask you for any embarrassing moment between you and your mom or your dad or you and Shai. Um, yes. Um, very few, I would say, I mean, with my mom, because I left, um, Australia when I was 17 so I haven't really had that close living arrangement with them for so many years now um but I can remember one embarrassing funny moment when I I had flown back from tour so I was I was probably 19 and I had a boyfriend at the time um and in our house growing up if a boy came over you know, doors, all doors have to be open. You cannot be in your room with a closed door and, you know, I get it. Um, But, you know, I was 19 and she finally uh, let, let him come over. So we were in the room and I, you know, we weren't doing anything crazy. We were not having sex at all. (laughs) Um, I I closed the door. We were just kissing and um, I can hear my mom from the kitchen Peter, Peter, I need to come and talk to you. I need, I need you to come out and talk to me. And, um, you know, we, we were mucking around, but we weren't having sex. So <laughs> it was, it was, um, I scrambled and I uh, was rushing, you know, put my top back on, put my pajamas <laughs> back on and stuff like that. And I came out and I said, what, what mum, what's wrong? And she's like, what are you doing in there? And I said, nothing. <laughs> And, and she said, well, why are your pajamas back the front? Oh, my God. Like, I could not believe we we're in the dark and I put the whole thing on back the front and oh, she caught no. me. And, um, wow. I mean, I wasn't doing anything crazy, but. You were, yeah. you were 19 and already living on your own. You were <laughs> Right. I was 19. I wasn't 13 or anything. But, yeah, it was kind of an embarrassing moment because I was completely lying and she caught me. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> I think that's more common than you think. Oh, good. <laughs> so let's go back okay. to, to Peter Jane Beauty. What? Why Jane? Is that your middle name? That's my middle name. Yeah. I love it. And I thought it had like a nice little ring to it. So it yeah. <laughs> so what's next for Peter Jane? What do you, what's on the horizon? If you can talk about it. Um, well, we're actually in discussions right now to see which exactly which products we want to launch next. If it is different shades of tan, mm-hmm. if it's the exfoliator and moisturizer that you do in the pre and post tan. Um, yeah, we, we haven't actually made our mind up yet, but we have products in the works. We're just deciding which ones to release next. So, but yeah, I definitely want it to be a full scale tanning line and then move into skincare as well. Where can people buy the product? You can buy it at peterjanebeauty.com. That moisturizer sounds great. I'm going to be looking out for that. Yeah. And like a tan extender. Yeah. 
Are yeah. you selling just in the U.S. or is this is international? Um, just in the U.S. right now, yeah, mm -hmm. because uh, the the shipping prices to Canada are insane. It's like buying another bottle of tan. So Same it's it's very hard for yeah. yeah yeah that's hard. Well, you said Dancing with the Stars tapes in August. Are you going to be back next season? I hope so. Yeah, it um we start training in August and then okay. we go live in September. So we have like usually three weeks of rehearsals first with our celebs. Yeah. And then go for three months. Wow. Do you have a dream yeah. dancing partner? Oh boy. Um sorry I just sprung that on you. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um I get asked that all the time. I usually say like John Stamos, but I oh, I so met hot. I met him recently Ooh. and he's great but he might be a little short for me because I'm oh. the tallest girl and he didn't seem like, usually I get six foot and above because mm -hmm. I'm five, seven. So um, I don't think that's actually going to work. They wouldn't put him with me, but uh, who else? Honestly, right now, because I feel like I just want somebody who is enjoyable to be with. You spend so many hours a day with them in the room and, you know, you, you know, people will say, oh, I want Justin Timberlake. I want somebody with a lot of talent and like experience on stage. And for me right now, that's not necessary. It's just like, even a, com I would love to be with a comedian, somebody who is, you know, funny, doesn't take life too seriously, but actually really wants to be there and work hard. I was okay. just thinking Reggae Jean Page from Bridgerton. Did you watch that? Oh my God, would he <laughs> yeah. be amazing? And he's so tall, so you'd be perfect. Oh my gosh, yes. I mean... <laughs> I I don't know if Max would like that to be quite honest. <laughs> he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. But no, yeah, he's he's to die for. He's amazing. And he seems like a really good guy. He hosted SNL last weekend, and I was like, you seem like a good a good egg. Ooh. Yeah, I got to watch that actually. Yeah, it was it was really you did great. A great job. You did a great job. Yeah. So before we let you go, and I know you're busy, we have a question we ask every guest, which is, what's your favorite breakfast cereal? <laughs> I, might, I might be your first guest to say that I don't eat cereal. <laughs> Our last are. guest made fun of me and said, you don't really eat cereal, do you? And I said, I, I actually 100%. do. Because she eats a bagel or, you know, an English muffin. I don't know if growing up in Australia that breakfast cereal was a big thing or not. Or... I mean, yeah, it was. But I was kind of always um, toast, a toast girl. And, you know, Vegemite, Vegemite. on toast. Yeah. You did have Vegemite? Oh, oh. Yeah, um, but right now and throughout my adult life, I, I guess I'm more like an oatmeal person. I really love oatmeal and maple syrup and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I don't, listen, I bought cornflakes the other day. Well, what do you call them? Um, what do you call the cornflakes here that's like sugar coated? Oh, frosted flakes. Frosted flakes. So good. They, I could eat 10 bowls of them and they go so quickly. And that's why I don't buy them anymore because they're so bad for you, but they're so they're delicious. So good. <laughs> they're so good for you. How have you been able to keep up with dancing while during quarantine? So I'm not dancing a lot. Mm -hmm. um, just don't really have the means to be able to kind of keep that up as much as we would like to. But um, my husband and his brother Val actually launched um, their own app called Dance & Co. Um, mm -hmm. Specifically, they, they launched it in the pandemic, um, specifically for people at home who want to dance, want to take dance classes because everything is closed. Um, so you and should, we, yeah, should do that. 
yeah, we have fitness on there. We have yoga. We have every type of dance class lesson that you can imagine from contemporary to Latin to jazz, everything. Um, and that's kind of what we've been doing. So we film that for a week every month, a week out of every month. Right. And um, on there, you know, we'll do, we'll take dance classes, well, not take them, but teach them and film them and then put them on the app. So that's kind of where we get our dancing and a lot of our fitness from right now. Where do you film? We film in um, a club that is not open right now. Oh, it's smart. kind of a deserted closed club and we've turned it into our set. So they have all the lighting and the mirror balls up there. It's really cool. That's so cool. Is Max also a professional dancer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was on the show for many, many years, that's even right. more than me. Yeah. Cool. Got it. That's <laughs> well, that's all I have for you. I know you have much to do and you have a cute little guy running around downstairs. <laughs> yeah. So much here. Thank you, Peter. Thank you so much. You can all right. follow Peter on Instagram at Peter Murgatroyd. Make sure to check out Peter Jane Beauty on Instagram. You can buy the tanning mousse and mitt. I know I need to look into that to get rid of this hail coating that I have going on. <laughs> um, really, thank you so much. Thanks. Thank Peter. you so much, it. ladies. And I'm going to recommend it in the office. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs>